everyone, welcome back to Between the Horns, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. I'm JB Long, and the Rams are back in the win column and heading to Lambeau for Monday Night Football. Got a great group joining us for the show. DeMarco Farr, as always, Erica Tambosi, and Stu Jackson stepping in for MJD, who is on assignment in Buffalo, presumably getting tuned up for the cold temperatures that we are set to endure on the frozen tundra. Uh, DeMarco, let's start with you. Uh, you are an absolute soldier, and we appreciate you volunteering to be down there on the field under the lights in Green Bay. You know, I'm excited, man. I really am. This is uh, Lambo. It's cold. Both teams need a win. It's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you better appreciate him while you can because uh, th- there's more behind than in front for him. So someday he's going to cycle out possibly next season. So this will be fun. Weather aside, like I said, this is this is not for the weak. This is for the tough. So... They chose me to go down to the sideline and enjoy this game. Absolutely. Bobby Wagner says no sleeves. It's not his M.O. How about you? What did I tell you? I told you right after all access, I bet Bobby Wagner won't be wearing sleeves. Um, It's a badge of honor. The the colder it gets, the the more meat you have to show as players. Uh, Erica has fled for warmer climbs, it looks like. Not your traditional backdrop. Thank you for joining us on remote. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in Florida for a couple of days. I wanted to just like soak up the warmth before you guys head to Green Bay, just to make sure that we're all even here. (laughs) Thanks for passing that along. And many have said that Stu is is basically a rich man's Maurice Jones-Drew. So we're happy to have him substitute into the rotation. Stu, what's the week been like at the facility with the Rams uh, having a long week to enjoy a much-deserved victory? Yeah, it's it's been uh, really upbeat, really positive. Um, understandably, you know, everyone's in a great mood. Obviously, when you have a, you know, a thrilling comeback win like that, and as you mentioned, get back in the win column, and uh, I think there's also a lot of excitement about, you know, also just uh, you know getting another primetime opportunity here, uh, heading to Green Bay and, and taking on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers on uh, Monday Night Football. So, uh, a lot of excitement for this one, and uh, really looking forward to it. To that point, how are Sean McVay and Baker Mayfield and the rest of the Rams trying to use the momentum to step forward, to progress rather than regress uh, after a huge spike in that last fourth quarter against the Raiders? Yeah, it's really just uh, Baker basically said he's taking a, a, a deep breath or, or, you know, you know, pausing to take a deep breath, I suppose, after what was, you know, that whirlwind of, of a week. And so, now it's just about you know settling down and, and not trying to do too much from an information overload standpoint and, and really just being locked into the details from a game plan standpoint, uh, especially this week. And so uh, definitely a lot of exci- excitement surrounding that and uh, also just some uh, confidence from that. And so uh, they're really just trying to uh, build on that. And uh, you know the great thing is too is you know Baker being in multiple offensive systems throughout his career and also having some carryover with the uh, protection scheme that uh, he learned and, and, and played uh, with in Cleveland under Bill Callahan, you know, that's also something that's uh, helped him too. So uh, between the, uh, between that and just the, the way the game unfolded at the, at the end there on Thursday night football, uh, you know, just trying to capitalize on that while also, again, not going too overboard to make sure uh, everything's level. Ricky, I like that approach. Uh, rather than trying to master the entire playbook, which would require months, if not years, of experience, focus on the game plan and what's going to be in it for these Green Bay Packers, an opponent that McVay and the Rams are more than familiar with, and against whom Baker played last Christmas at Lambeau Field. 
Yeah, he. I don't. I think he said during open locker room that this might not be the coldest game. This might be the coldest game that he's played in. He's played in a couple cold ones before, but this one is super cold. So, um, I it was really cool during open locker room. He talked about, hey, I'm just learning bits and pieces of this playbook as I go. I haven't gone into everything, and I'm learning and picking up pieces. But like, I'm I'm getting through it. I'm going through it, which I thought was really cool to listen to him say that. DeMarco, what does he need to do better than he did last Thursday for the Rams to get the same result? Wow. Uh, I mean, this is going to sound trite, but, like, play better. I mean, you've got to be more accurate with, with the with the football. Uh, you've got to hit guys in stride. You just have to be better at, you know, doing things that, especially in the passing game, uh, being on time, keeping the team on schedule. So I thought the comeback was great, and to Stu's point, and I'm trying to figure this out. And I think we've all been, you know, to that I love you man stage where you're having a good time and you start hugging people. I love you, man, that type of stuff. So is the excitement around the team based on that this team just got a win to break a streak? Or was it Baker Mayfield that's providing the spark? Is everybody excited about him or about the win? So to to answer both questions, uh, lead the football team, be a quarterback, uh, the guy you've always been your entire life, um, love him or hate him. Uh, he's got a hell of a resume. First pick in the draft, Heisman Trophy winner, so face of the franchise. Be that guy, but also just in, in, engross yourself into this offense and be as good as you can running this offense for Sean McVay. So uh, we said this on All Access, JB. I think Sean McVay's stuff, whatever they dial up, will be good enough to full Green Bay into having eye violations. That's the Maurice Jones-Drew term. Uh, you'll have chances to make plays. They're going to get you open space to find open receivers. You just have to connect them with the football to keep the chains moving. If you stay on point and stay on uh, stay on schedule in this offense, in this football game, you'll have a chance to upset Green Bay in Green Bay. So make the layups. Beating the Raiders was about hitting on some big-time throws and letting your receivers go make plays for you. But he missed some open ones, especially to the flat and to the sidelines. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a great way to, to, to sum it up. Look, I, I thought the Rams were – I thought he was great at saving the day. Um especially at the end and on third down. But the problem is you got to third down too many times and you got out of it. Um, you made plays when you had to, especially at the end. But against Green Bay, when they have film on you, getting the third down is a problem. Uh, they will rush the passer. They will find ways to exploit your offensive line. So it's up to Baker Mayfield to be a little bit better at the layups, the easy stuff that Sean McVay will scheme up to get you open looks. Stu, this is a much different challenge when you look at the Packers' defense, which was hyped as maybe one of the best in the National Football League, certainly have not lived up to that billing. But whereas the Raiders were probably the worst passing defense in the National Football League, the Packers are actually fine in that regard, to DeMarco's point, but they could be the most porous, the least efficient run defense. So in terms of what the Rams look to exploit, could be much different week to week. Yeah, I think this is a, especially a game that, you know, you want to try to get the run game invo really involved if you can, just looking at what the Eagles were able to do uh, against them not too long ago, uh, running for over 300 yards against them uh, as a team collectively. And so uh, if there's a way that you can strike and achieve that balance, and we obviously all know how much that helps with opening up the, you know, the play action passing game as well, um, that, that certainly can help you out this week, I would think. Well, Erica, in that regard, it sure is nice to finally have some continuity on the offensive line to know that Cam Akers is, again, your featured back. Like, we've been able to see the difference that just a little bit of consistency game-to-game -game makes for this Rams running game and pass protection. 
Yeah, what is this the third in a row now? As Whoa, everybody. Yeah, this this is this is groundbreaking. Uh no, it's great. We're seeing Cam Akers get in the touch uh getting in the end zone. Kyron Williams. I still am still fighting for Kyron Williams to be getting some of these explosive plays too. I think the two of them together behind a line like this can really like a, on a defense that you just said that isn't as great at stopping the run. Like this is the time, especially when you have, you know, Baker Mayfield in a newer offense for him, learning him get some of these checkdowns. Kyron Williams is known as a pass pass catcher too. get a couple screens and then let's get some explosive runs and really, really exploit this defense. I'm excited. It's cold. <laughs> no reason not to be excited. Another featured matchup. I feel like we just the, have uh, to say cold after everything. Like that's and shiver a little like, bit. Yes. Yeah, just be like, oh, Aaron Rodgers. He had long hair in the off season. Oh boy, it's really cold this weekend. <laughs> the way he plays uh, will send a shiver down any defense's spine. Demarco, you've seen it at field level several years in a row. This is what the third trip to Lambeau in the last two calendar years to face Rodgers and his Packers. Let's just dive in a little bit about what the Rams are walking into here. Um, coming off their bye, Packers still have life. Rodgers still trying to lead them to the postseason. Seattle's loss at home to San Francisco on Thursday night football helps, bolsters their chances. Uh, so Lambeau Field's going to be at a fever pitch come Monday night. Oh, yeah, definitely. And they, they love to torture you know teams from the West Coast, especially when you have L.A. attached to you. So they know, they hate. They, th- what Ricky just said, we're, we're going to keep bringing up cold. They love that. They love the fact that you're worried about the weather first. And it's human nature. Um, when you're worried about that first and not them, that's how you get beaten Lambo. So you have to put aside the weather and play Aaron Rodgers. But what's it like? Um, look, as I think we saw the younger version in, in Kansas City to a certain degree. Uh, a guy that's almost letter perfect. He can manipulate the pocket without moving, step around. Uh, you could have four defensive ends, and it won't matter. Even if they all beat their guys and it's it's a, a free run to the quarterback, he could still find ways to get the ball out, dead the play, or just make sure you don't have success against him. And if you give him too much time, it's funny. Watching him from field level or from the end zone, from the goalpost, and watching his head and how he turns one way and then can throw back here. Uh, a la Matthew Stafford, but even worse, uh, because there's almost no effort in the throw and it gets there with velocity and it just beats the defense. But here's where it differs from Stafford. Once he does make that play on you, he, he'll give you that smirk, that look and stand there like he knows you want to kill him and you can't do anything about it. And it's just so frustrated and he plays into that. So, uh, he's the total package. So on the field, he's tough to get. He's tough to defend. He's tough to uh, come up with a game plan against. And then it's a total mind blank when you're out there with him. It's just it drives you completely nuts. So uh, if you let that get to you, he's going to put 40 on you. So you have to play with physicality. You have to play smart and you have to play with a level head all at the same time. It's tough. And it's not just him throwing the football. It's his cadence. It's his ability to rush for a touchdown seemingly every time the Rams and the Packers get together. One difference this year could be, Stu, that Bobby Wagner is across the line of scrimmage staring Aaron Rodgers in the eye. I know you guys had an interesting back and forth at the facility this week. Yeah, during his uh, weekly press conference, I asked Bobby like what that gamesmanship is like at the line of scrimmage when you have a veteran quarterback like Rodgers and obviously someone of uh, Bobby's experience at, at inside linebacker. And he basically compared it to, you know, a, a, a chess match where, you know, if, if you if you do something and, and, you know, give him a tell, basically, you know, obviously he'll he'll take advantage and anticipate that. 
and uh, and make a move on his end. And so, you know, you really have to be on top of it, especially, you know, when it comes to, you know, you know assignments and, and discipline and all of those things, because, again, even without, you know, Devontae Adams and, and whatnot, you know, and, and the younger uh, cast of receivers that he's had to work with this year, um, you know, he's still as we've all seen, been able to make those adjustments at the line pretty easily and, and still make some of those impressive throws. So uh, the, the game within the game, if you will, is going to be one that's fascinating to watch Monday night, especially between those two. Yeah, it's the first time all season that he's going to have Lazard, Cobb, Sammy Watkins, uh, Christian Watson, and Romeo Dobbs all active. So his full portfolio, his full arsenal, to say nothing of his two great running backs, uh, and that element that they bring. Let's get a little bit more from Bobby Wagner himself about what it's like to play the Packers at Lambeau Field. Um, I would say that the biggest thing is it, you have to believe that everybody's open because he sees them. Um, he's one of those guys that he has a great feel of, um, you know, the routes where they're supposed to be, um, things of that nature. And so, you know, most quarterbacks, you can kind of follow um, their eyes. He'll take you to the ball. But, um, he'll look to his left and then throw a pinpoint pass to the right. And most quarterbacks can't do that. Um, you have to be conscious of when he extend plays, he know how to use the cadence to his advantage. There's there's so many things that he does well. Um, he has complete command of the, the offense, you know, so he can come up and has the authority to change the whole play. Um, you know, it could be two different runs, but he can just turn it to a pass. Um, sometimes he's in his stance, see the defender playing off and just like gets out of his stance and then throws it to a receiver. You know, I don't know. Sometimes I don't, I don't think everybody knows that that's going on. So, uh, you know, he's a, a very talented, talented player. And uh, it's always fun going against him. I could just listen to him forever. He is just so intelligent, and especially with this game of football, like listening to him speak about, you know, everything, and just especially when he was even talking about Mahomes earlier this year and these sort of quarterbacks that he really needs to tap into the mental side as well as the physical. Like he is just the brightest star, and I am so thankful that he's on the Rams defense. Have you guys ever seen the movie Ghost Dog? Yeah. He, uh, he is. He's he's as cool as a samurai. Ne nothing gets too high. Nothing gets too low. And he's always ready for action, no matter where it is on the football field. Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai. No, yep. haven't seen that one. Go Maybe back and watch plane? it. When you watch it, you'll see Bobby Wagner. Absolutely. Huh. I like that. Um, you know, I was just thinking about, you know, the Rams surge with the jolt of energy they got from beating the Raiders. But also looking at this Packers team, Stu, it's the type of matchup that is not going to be an NFC championship game we preview. But I don't think any NFC team would be happy to host the Packers or even the Rams if they got back to full strength um, come January. That's There's still the potential for this to be a great game, a playoff caliber game, even though neither team right now is where they had hoped to be. Yeah, and I, I don't think either team is uh, mathematically uh, eliminated just yet either as far as playoff contention. So from that standpoint, too, you know, there's still I mean, obviously, for, you know, for both teams, there are things that have to fall into place. And, you know, much of that is outside of their own control. But uh, that's one of the things that I think adds to this matchup and makes it makes it exciting. It's like you mentioned, you know, was is this the scenario that either team probably envisioned when the schedule came out back in uh, May and and, you know, everybody saw Rams Packers, you know, Monday night football in week 15. Probably not. But uh, when you have that that wrinkle, it I mean, it certainly makes for an interesting dynamic. And of course, 
you know, when you've got two teams that were also, you know, very successful last year as well, uh, there's still going to be plenty of interest in this matchup. And and it's like you said, I don't, I don't think, you know, when the when both teams are firing all, on all cylinders, uh, neither are, are ones that uh, you certainly want to face, uh, especially with uh, the caliber of offenses they have as well. Sounds like Stu is buying into the uh, pathway to finishing second in the NFC West with Seattle stumbling. What do you think? Week 18 at Lumen Field, a battle for second place. Rams run the table. That's fun. I like it. (laughs) We still Uh, hold it for Charlie Whitehurst back in the day. So absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Before we get to final thoughts on this matchup, while DeMarco and Erica are here, I know you two got together. This is your second show, second podcast of the week. What did you guys talk about on Ram Jam? Ooh, we talked about Star Wars. We talked about me skiing um, shirtless in the winter to prepare for the cold. So check that out. Um, What did you ask me? She asked me, would I give up a Super Bowl ring to be a Jedi? Now, why would you ask me that question? That might be the (laughs) toughest question I've ever been asked in my life. Really? And you'll be be shocked at his answer. Come on, dude. An X-Wing, a lightsaber, or, or the ring? Come on, man. That's hard. It's a great tease. World-class tease. Wow. World-class tease. All right, a long wait for Monday Night Football, but can't wait to be there. And by there, I mean upstairs with my friend Maurice Jones-Drew and Adam Bronstein, our producer, and Dodie Rallman, our engineer, with the thermostat cranked, the windows closed, shedding layers, enjoying a brat, some cheese curds, while DeMarco goes full popsicle down on the sideline. I am your combat correspondent, man. Um, I, I have to make one point. Um, Please do. What is it? Uh, what do we call this? Um, people changing perception. That that seems like it's been all the rage in the NFL. Geno Smith, you mentioned, he has changed perception about him. Jared Goff, changed perception about him. I think Baker Mayfield could do the same thing in the, in the next month. I hope Cam Akers can do the same thing in the next month. A great way to start would be to grind Green Bay into bits on Monday night because people think this is going to be a walkover for them or that the Rams can't run the football. Wouldn't it be something special if Cam Akers had his best game of the year in the cold versus Green Bay on Monday night? What a coming out party. That would change perception. I like what you said there for a couple of reasons. First of all, this is the year of the backup quarterback in the National Football League. 56 different signal callers have made at least one start so far this year, and that number has the potential to grow. Um, But the other thing is the perception changing, the narrative changing. Based on the like-place finisher formula, I know our audience will kind of be slack-jawed if this happens again. The Rams could be going back to Green Bay next year, too, okay, if the NFC West and NFC North shape up standings wise that the Packers and the Rams align. So wouldn't it be nice to not have a long losing streak hanging over your head? If that is indeed the case to have snapped that streak um, here in December b- before Christmas, before next season. All right. Who wants to go next? Final thought, Erica Stu. I'll go. I'm just excited for this game. And I think like what we said earlier, the addition of Baker, the win, the him, you know, really having to communicate with the team and Brian Allen yelling at him cadences and stuff too to get just to get through that game, I think was a real bonding experience too. So to have this extra week, I'm really excited to see the team. I think there's a new energy. And I've benched every Packer that I have in my fantasy for playoffs at in solidarity of the Rams. And I just want to say, beat the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> well done. 
Uh, Stu, injury report wise, real quick, looks like the Packers used their bye week as intended, uh, other than a couple of issues on their offensive line, included David Bakhtiari having that uh, appendectomy and giving birth to his first child uh, during the bye week. It looks like they're in a good place. Rams wise, Marquise Copeland's ankle and Aaron Donald, the two to watch between now and final decisions. Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, most of the guys that uh, you know we've seen, at least on the the first injury report report of the week or for the week, uh, a lot of the same names as uh, what showed up last week. And so, um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens uh, with with those guys. But um, you know, if if they're if neither of them are available this week, then obviously it's uh, another situation like we've seen uh, throughout the year where uh, younger players are going to be asked to uh, step up and you know, you might potentially see more of a Jonah Williams, uh, for example. And by no means a final answer, but it sounds like Bryce Perkins would be in line to dress and back up Baker Mayfield, as opposed to John Wolford still getting through that neck issue. All right, DeMarco, Erica, Stu, enjoy the rest of your week. Same to all of you listening. Thank you for being here for this edition of Between the Horns, week 15 to Lambeau Field and the Frozen Tundra. As always, we're presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers.